Hello and welcome, welcome. So I wasn't able to mute that. Uh, now my music's playing again. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> stop, stop. 
Okay, so we've got a bit of extra audio going on there today. Well, welcome everybody to Justice Radio Network and Stories from the Heart. And uh, yeah, we had our friends having a lovely chat over there. And I wasn't able to mute them when I've got my uh, screen sharing. So uh, there we go. <laughs> all right then, so we're in good shape. So here we all are and uh, it is 16th of November. Welcome everybody. Nice to see who's here. Yep. And, uh, what a week it's been, hasn't it? Oh, yes. Every week has been another good week. Yeah. <laughs> As it goes on and on. And the only complaints I have now, I've got, I've got a hole in my thumb and I've got a hole in my heel. But oh, other wow. than that, I'm in good shape. <laughs> and those are very small little holes. I got stabbed in the heel when I was walking uh, across the, in the woods the other day and I stabbed my finger when I was breaking up a bit of stick stuff this yesterday when we were clearing some wood but uh, they are not complaints really they're just uh, small little things I'm saying it's the only thing I cannot complain about at the moment <laughs> so, well, so I yeah um, I had a table returned to me that uh, is now work being used as a work table and it's so much fun to uh, be creative again on a table instead of on the floor or whatever. Cool. Yeah, and my roommate and I went to the market and started selling a lot of my old stuff. Yeah. Hey, could you could you tell everybody about your those little people that you're making because they're oh. really awesomely cool and and have people go and you you posted a couple of pictures didn't you on Facebook I, lately? I did. I'm calling them joyful spirit beatings. They're gorgeous. They're serving there as a reminder to everybody to. Uh, remember who they are and to sing, chant, dance, or say this little ditty. And it's a sweet little ditty. And it's when I breathe in, I breathe in peace. And when I breathe out, I breathe breathe out love. And my roommate and I have been singing that together or separately. And it just changes your whole wow. The rounds are changed. And uh, I have so much fun at the market. Nice. And so I'm doing more markets. And, uh, Beautiful. I did, I did sell one. And, uh, but my older stock is moving along. And uh, it's kind of nice. A friend of mine kept all the stuff I had made over the years. I put it in a box. And I had been ready to throw it to Sally Ann. But people said, no, there's value in here. That's your resources. And wow. it's true. And now nice. they're serving those resources for me. And I am very, very grateful for them. Cool. And, I'm teaching uh, my roommate how to do it too. So, hey. Yay. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm finding that uh, the more and more creative we can be, the better thing everything feels, that yeah. uh, just being our creative selves and, you know, letting those creative juices flow, the, the energy changes around us when we do that. Sheila's setting up to do some painting, like artistry work this winter. She'll be a bit more inside, having done an amazing job on this little place here. It's just absolutely fabulous. And then, you know, we step inside and, you know, get some other creation going on. And she's got her paints and little easel going on here. So that's going to be fun for her, which is, you know, I just love seeing people create. I, I just really enjoy that. So. Oh, put your video. There you are. Oops, almost there. Oh, my video. Yes, I forgot about that. With all the other things I had, buttons I had to press. <laughs> 
There and I am. It's very nice to be back with you. Yeah, it's great. It's always good to be here. And the, the hens are doing well. She's got six hens. They were all very young when I got here. And two of them were really tiny little chicks. And the other four were just like you know, a few months old. And now almost all of them are, are laying. And um, they look so awesome. She built the most beautiful place to live. They've got all different layers of outside, under a cover, inside, inside in the hen house. So they get the best of every world and they're very happy and healthy. And it's wonderful to, to see them all develop and grow up. And uh, all the land here she's got in spick and span condition it's all looking well despite the drought we've got a drought going on here on north carolina so apparently there's some um forest fires going on uh in the uh west particularly where i was actually and uh Rikiom and the family and i drove through the smoky mountains and it was very smoky we went into uh one of the national forests over there and uh we went to go oh yeah we were going to go to where the big old trees are I'm trying to think oh the um what's the name of that forest joyce 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 something or other forest where there's lots of big old trees but that was closed we couldn't go in there so um yeah that's kind of sad it's definitely very uh, dry around here the grass is kind of struggling but I'm sure that will change soon as winter comes on in. It's actually gorgeous here at the moment with the beautiful sunny days. And it gets up to sort of like 70, which is what, 20 something um, Celsius. Uh, with the sun shining, it's gorgeous. So we've been out there raking up leaves and shifting a few old bits of branch and twig and stuff that she had and got rid of all of that and tidied up the place ready for winter so yeah it's definitely still one of my favorite places to be in this world um between here with uh with sheila and then also um over in the west where i've been it's absolutely gorgeous over there and yeah definitely going to be spending more time in that direction but uh yeah i'm going to be that's it yeah yeah i've got another kind of just short of two weeks around about i'll be here maybe uh, another few days and then i'm going to head back over to Rikyom and spend another few days there and then i will be heading down to florida for the winter so i guess i won't be grumbling about being cold there i'll probably be hot again <laughs> although i actually looked at the the um the forecast and it was like 75 or something which is like lovely that's the perfect climate so i won't be complaining about that but i have to do lots of hard work but that's no harm to me so uh yeah it's all it's all rather fun actually been kind of traveling around i've been doing a fair bit of it this this summer and it's been always wonderful to come back here i was just looking at my blog today actually and i saw all the pictures i took over the summer and it's been fun to uh, <clears throat> share you know my adventures on uh jollygoodsojourning.me you definitely have been sojourning. <laughs> I've been sojourning, that's for sure. I absolutely have. So, yeah, that's been really, really fun. So, um, but, uh, yeah, so anybody that's got any stories, that's great. I know we've kind of dropped off a couple that were there, or maybe not. They're just no, sliding no, they're all there. I think they're all there. So, yeah, they're all there. My slider's not working. But, yeah, so anyone that's got any stories, that'll be great. And, uh, and, and you had something from Zero? Um, oh, actually, yes, I do have some for Zero. So he's um, over with uh, family uh, for the next week or two. So um, I have a short version of his latest escapades. 
so a while back, a week or so back, we all heard that uh, he'd been kidnapped again. And so he said, if you wish to share the skinny of the story, I was looking at farm equipment with permission to be there. Cops were called. Uh, the area is apparently visited by criminals often. Okay. Cops came to question me. I told them that I was not talking to them. One of them told me not to go over there. Not certain what precisely he was talking about and was taken, quite taken aback by the many cops. Uh, said cop then asked me to take that smile off my face. I was laughing at this hilarious display of force for undisclosed reasons. Then said cop asked me if I understand. I replied, no. Then said cop directed his order followers to take me, arrest me. What these men did was nothing short of a terroristic act, armed abduction. However, no ill will toward them from me. I will not turn into them. After all, the men acting as cops are our brothers, and many know nothing about the error of their actions. And that sadly is the case. They seem to be oblivious to the fact that they're doing harm when he absolutely um, did no harm. There's a little bit more here. <clears throat> the judge said, so he was abducted. He was held for two days. Um, I didn't hear this part that he, obviously some judge came by. The judge said, Mr. Legal Name. I said, I'm not a Mr. nor am I the legal name. She replied, I do not care, Mr. Legal Name. Very consistent these actors are in attempting to clothe me in the title and the last legal word, Vatican Vestment. Never did they use the given name, not once. So that's as much as we have now. But he was out of there in a couple of days. He did have permission to go where he was. Um, he definitely, uh, he, was, he was, had permission to go and look at this machine that was in this area. And um, somebody called the cops saying he'd gone in there. Cops came by, didn't really wait to hear the full story. And when he said, I don't understand, which he didn't, <laughs> they nabbed him. And, you know, it just shows how outrageous all of this is, you know, doing no harm and immediately assumptions are made and harm is being done from that side. I actually heard lately uh, from a, a, another friend of mine who um, I met up with a few years ago, when we were, I was, uh, I joined a, a meetup group, and it was actually called H X H B, extraordinary human beings, and they were a really cool group of people. And this guy was was very cool. Um, he he was into a lot into natural uh, healing and stuff like that. And um, he uh, sent me an email the other day, and I talked to him, um, and uh, he said that he. he had gone into some, he was, he's driving some sort of trucks and he'd gone into some way station and there was some issue and whatever had happened, these so-called um, officers, they weren't cops, but they were some sort of officers had attacked him and he was just trying to sort of like, Hey, you know, what are you doing? And anyway, anyway he ended up being charged for assault when he was the one that was assaulted you know, this is kind of seems to be happening all the time that they are constantly assaulting living beings who are doing no harm just because they say, hey, wait a minute, we don't agree with what you're doing. And bingo, bam, they assault us. And then these we're the ones that get 
so-called charges when they can charge for for the assaults you know it's getting incredibly outrageous so we've just got to keep an eye on this and support each other um it, there's a lot of this sort of stuff going on but we have to like zero just pointed out recognize that these are our brothers and sisters so it looks like we've got somebody looking to speak 203 are you trying to say something Two or three. If you're not meaning to, we'll mute you. But if you'd like to say something, go right ahead. But otherwise, we'll mute you for now. Hi there. I'm just Hi. listening in. I, I can okay. mute the line. All right. No problem. It's just your, your, your number comes up on the screen, and it, it's, that's usually when someone wants to speak. So, yeah, stay muted until you want to say something, and that's fine. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thanks. I want to add that today I got a notification from Freedom Cell. There's two more Ooh. people in Halifax. Cool. Yes, I must look that back up again too myself. They, yeah. they will send you notifications when people move into your area or join in your area. So I have two people. And great. I sent out the messages to them. So I was like, wow, what a great beginning. New beginnings. Great, yeah, that's that's really good. Um, getting that connection, I, I've yeah, I've been talking to a few people about that. I think the whole idea of these freedom cells for you know our physicalness, that if we can connect with more of groups like that and do uh, trade and exchange with them, and also when we do get physically abducted, to have people live in the Support. area <laughs> someone else that's aware of what's going on yeah yeah so definitely that's that's brilliant I, I must actually check in there last time i checked there was no actual freedom selling on the north carolina area but um it's definitely worth keeping an eye on all of that and certainly when i come back in the spring i'm gonna see what i can do in the way of uh contacting more and more people right yeah, but I, I want to go around, you know, physically in because um, I know around the Asheville area, there's there's a lot of people that are sort of working toward living, uh, you know, sustainable kind of on farms like that that are producing produce. And actually, uh, Rikom and um, I and all the rest of the family, we went by uh, a lovely little town called Marshall the other day and it was very much the sort of type of people that we resonate with and apparently there's a lot of people in the area there um, which is about an hour north of Asheville who are um, at the moment sort of doing that sort of you know looking to live uh, off the land and um, interact with other people and they've got little places set up in Marshall where they'll um, do talks and uh, um, open mics and stuff like that and artistic people you know share their wares and there was a they've got this there's this little island in the middle of the uh french broad river which runs through marshall and there was a sign there saying vendors welcome you know it didn't say anything about vendors pay so much and you know before you can come it said welcome so i'm making an assumption from that that you just show up with your wares which is really nice i think you know uh, once we all start creating stuff, we could. That's a place we could go, and yeah, altogether, uh, there's a lot of really lovely areas over there, and I feel there's a lot, lot of people in the area that are um, being creative and uh, looking to live off land and that sort of thing. So that's the way a lot of us are looking to go. It feels so good to use your 
creativity. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's really good to to share our stuff and all the things we do. Yeah. And uh yeah, I've got Mr. Bosco here to come to say hello. <laughs> so he's a bit warm. But uh, yeah, it's uh, a beautiful area, definitely. I mean, there's so many beautiful places in on this planet, but uh, definitely this is one of the very enjoyable ones. I very much enjoyed uh, hanging out with Rikiom and the, the family. They're a beautiful set of beings, and they've got a lovely little spot where they're residing at the moment. Uh, there's quite a few people on that little bit of land. Um, it's gorgeous. It's right uh, in the mountains there. And Hominy Valley, apparently that's called. And uh, yeah, it's a great little spot. I really have enjoyed being there. And I get to go back there for another few days uh, before I head further south. So yeah, I've been uh, really enjoying my interactions with everybody. Everyone I've been able to you know, connect with over the whole last few months. I've uh, certainly enjoyed it. We didn't get to have our get together. A few things kind of didn't kind of gel up together but you know we'll do that in the spring i think it'd be enough of us in the area and you know sarah wasn't able to come and uh then michael thought he wasn't going to be able to make it and then he could by then we sort of like dropped the plan so we're like you know what we'll we'll catch up again i know you know we'll be able to catch up with lotus that time too Uh, so uh yeah i know it'll it'll work out perfectly and you know perfect timing so uh yeah i'm really glad to you know keep in connection with everyone so yeah this is uh all so cool it's all so cool everything's moving along beautifully and uh yeah um i think our friends um raj and samir have moved themselves kind of west uh, east right east from west <laughs> gone to florida from california so that's a pretty big old trip um Deepart is always making a lot of things possible he's a wonder man <laughs> so uh yeah that's really good and i think um there's supposed to be somebody called huck i think okay joining us right uh, and uh, i don't know his number so i can't see if that's right okay huck if that is you on 203 and you want to tell us your story please jump in Right. Or if anybody else wants to. I'm happy to see Steve in there. Hey, Steve. Yes. And everybody else, and Lotus and Bird. Yeah, that's, uh, Huck was the one who called in. Okay, okay cool. That's so, him right there. All right. Okay, beautiful. Well, Huck, why don't you jump in because we're talking. <laughs> well, not in under any pressure, though, only if you want to. <laughs> yeah, so. Nice uh, to see you, Lotus. Really yeah. Good to see you guys, too. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. doing well? I'm doing fine. Cold? Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Big change from Hawaii, huh? Yeah. It was, it was, I was cold there, too, so this just made it even colder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fine all summer. You got here too late. It was, yeah. it was hot all summer, but now it's uh, gotten chilly, but at least it's sunny in the daytime. Yeah. 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 All right. Oh, can you see them? Oh, they, here's my grandson. He wants to oh, yeah. wave. Oh, hey! So, so, come up just a little bit higher. 
Okay. Hey, uh, hi. <laughs> oh, so sweet, sister. Yeah, sweet. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Uh, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, it's great to get connected with family. Oh, it really is. I'm enjoying my interactions. I'm getting more of them these days. Oh, good. My grandchildren and my son said, oh, great. so nice not to feel as alienated as I once did. Oh, good. Yeah, that's really great to get get in contact with everyone, keep in touch. So, uh, yeah. It's... yeah. I'm just writing down uh, Huck's phone number so that I have that. All right, well done. Yeah, keep in touch with everyone. And I'm sure um, when they've got themselves all set up, we'll have some news from... Uh, Birds and Eagle and uh, I'm a Truth. Because actually, like you were saying, I think you didn't hear all of the story from her her, her journey. Yeah, it was quite interesting because there was one point that somebody wanted a legal name and she's like, or ID, I guess is what it was. And she's like, well, I don't have that. And she wasn't able to get back on the bus. And then... um, she ended up getting on another bus, which actually was an express bus, and she ended up getting there sooner than she would have if she'd been here. Oh, oh, <laughs> so it was, it was quite funny that that happened that way. Yeah. Oh, so so uh, becomes, right? It looks like it's bad, but then you look a little deeper. There you go. There's always a, a way around it and a, a solution to everything. So, yeah, it worked out fine. And her bike got there, I think, the day after she did. So after all of that kind of interaction, we got everything kind of sorted out. We got the bus booked and we got the bike booked in and it all got done and sorted and it's all arrived there so that's uh that's really good yeah so it's all working out all right (laughs) who wants to jump in next ah yeah i don't know hold on let me just mute for a minute okay so let's see um want to share their story. Steve, are you doing more beautiful masks? Okay. You're just feeding the animals. Ah. Yes, and I was sitting on the bowl. <laughs> well, kind of pretty much on it. So anyway, everything's good. So yeah, so we, I don't know, I'm running out of stories now. So where's everybody want some stories, chaps? Yeah, I don't think I've got any. true story. I haven't heard it. Yes, so when they get kind of plugged in. Yeah, we... Okay. This is, this is not a story, but this is just something that occurred. Okay. And um, this has to do with... Oh, somebody's calling in. This has to do with uh, math, third grade level of uh, Common Core math. And how frustrating it is to students, how frustrating it is to parents, and totally frustrating to grandparents. (laughs) When I say totally, I mean totally. But anyway, uh, my grandson came home with his score for COG-ACT, which is cognitive... um, Cognitive... No, but anyway, what it does is it, what it does is interprets whether a child has the intelligence to be up here as opposed to here. And when I saw that and I read that, I'm like saying, I, I said, are you kidding me? So anyway, they had already given him scores, okay, of where he was with math, reading, and 
comprehension of everything. So he's in third grade. They're already learning every bone that's in the body and what they do, so forth and so on. And his math, division and multiplication, his addition and subtraction was fine. The multiplication and division, they both go hand in hand with each other when you look at them. But trying to figure that out with the Common Core curriculum is like trying to pull a needle out of a haystack because of the way they want it done. And it has to be done they want the way they want it or else no matter if he has the correct answer, they're not going to accept it. So they want to see how it was done. So I went on the internet to see how Common Core math for third grade was to be done. We're looking at it. He says, oh, okay, I think I got it. I think I got it. And then he comes back and he says, this is not right. I can't figure it out. So then his mom gets with it and she says, she says, what the hell is this? She said, are you kidding me? So I'm like saying, oh my goodness, Grace is alive. So she had a meeting with the teacher today, which was good. And come to find out that the CogDAC curriculum that they were with the testing is for third grade because they want to know if there's anyone in the third grade that is eligible to be elevated up to a higher grade so they can move them forward. But why don't you put that on the paper, what that's for, instead of the parent thinking that their child is about to not make it to the next grade. And this is only into the second month of their third year in school, which doesn't make sense. And that's what I said, but we're only in, Feb in, in, in November. School just started in September. So it hasn't even been a total two months yet that they've been in school and you're already testing them for uh, intelligence. I'm like, that is ridiculous because he got upset and he said, does that mean that I'm dumb? And so his mom says, no, honey, no, honey, does not mean that you're dumb. It does not. So don't even think that way. But this is what it puts in children's minds. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a very destructive system. Our education totally. is destructive. It is not enabling. No, it's, it's disabling. Yes, it is. And in I'm every so way possible. Because so, it's a vital thing. We have to change that. Yeah. And so when you go on the Internet to find uh, tutors, oh, there are mega tutors out there to help with this because some of them are asking for... 10 to 15 dollars an hour and then those who have been educators for a while are asking anywhere from 30 to 45 dollars an hour and so they want to see the student at least three times a week i mean like hello are you kidding me so anyway she had her meeting with the teacher today and the teacher said oh uh, well i'm sorry that you misunderstood and she said i didn't misunderstood i just looked at what i read and she said that was just for us to be able to see if there were any students that were eligible to be moved up to a higher class. That's the only reason why we gave those children the test. But look what it did. It just caused a lot of mayhem, unnecessarily so. So I said, well, it's a good thing I don't have any children in school. But, you know, it's a shame that the parents will not get together as a group as a whole and just try and get this out of the school system altogether because I know it can be done but you have to get the parents together and I don't think that's going to happen sadly well, there's a lot of research out on the internet proving how deadly the common core programs are mm -hmm. our 
been have been treated treated down. So um, we have a lot of support. You want to take that on um, because there is so much that talks about Yeah, we, we've got a couple of mics open that probably didn't need to be, so uh, I've just shut one down there. Anyway, it's very important issue, Lotus, I agree. Uh, yes, yeah, it was very, very frustrating. I didn't sleep very well at all last night because of that, because I was like, he, he had a meltdown. He absolutely had a meltdown. Yeah. Is that the young man we just saw? Mm-hmm. Tell him, you know, hey, I, I failed high school math throughout math. I did, and then I had one teacher that turned the light bulb on, and mm-hmm. I did an honors in finance. Believe it or not. Wow, that was <laughs> good. Light bulb on, trig and geometry and calculus and all kinds of stuff. So it's to find the one that will help you get the light bulb on. And right. It's not about dollars; it's about understanding how. To exactly, talk. and so what this teacher said that uh, they were going to be interviewing uh, fifth grade t- uh, students that know Common Core very, very well, and they're going to have classes after school for those who are struggling with their math for the division and uh, multiplication and help them to get that together. So uh, there you go. See, those actions did make a difference. And that's, yes. That's what we're all saying is take the actions that make a mm-hmm. difference. Right. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. Okay, well, that was Bird and Crew that we're trying to uh, jump in just when you did. And it's oh, okay. okay. Oh, it's, okay. it's all right. It's all right. It's good. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm here. Okay. So, Bird, if you wanted to jump back in, I don't know if that would, I, I'm pretty sure it was you that came in. Are you hearing? I know you have to do some unmuting and stuff. Yeah, they have to sort their phone out to uh, oh, yeah. work. Okay. There we go. Okay. okay. Hey, uh, hi, Eagle. Hey, yeah, hey. yeah. Bird and I are here. Uh, Amari uh, stepped out to uh, go to a mineral bath, so I'm <laughs> I, I'm here. Yes, I may feel jealousy, but that's okay. It's merely a choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, there's some beautiful places. That, yeah. When one uh, breathes deep and opens the vision of the ears, mind, heart, and eyes, and other things, the feelings, it's really, really pretty cool. Bird picked, I don't know, 30 uh, yellow cherry tomatoes. No, tomatillos. No, tomatoes, yeah. Cherry tomatoes. We have so many large beefsteak tomatoes, and they might merely be the green kind any any of you out there with uh green thumb experience feel free to chime in and share please they're not turning red yet wow as bird says they taste like watermelons inside so sweet and wonderful and amari uh we got back from a, a community garden we helped out 
tomatoes. Obviously, using, you know, uh, processed oils and processed flours and not, thank you, but no, thank you. Lard. Yeah, lard. <laughs> uh, no. You know, coconut, coconut oil and just this King Arthur flour or our own that we sifted. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I trust her. I Truly, I don't care. It's just so divine and good. Mm-hmm. With our basil from the basil tree that's in the garden, it's now almost four feet tall and it is it's not the purple sweet basil but i gotta say this green is pretty sweet it is sweet basil i was just informed (laughs) and who grows better basil bitter basil yeah i don't know we don't grow bitter basil because we (laughs) pee all around the garden so our our pee is not bitter my pee is not bitter i haven't tried anyone else's and no real you know choice for that as of yet, but um, so it's going saying. well. It's, so it's going well with the street. That's what we're asking. What's that? It's going well with the three of you. Are you all oh three yeah, three? yeah. I uh, we we share quite well. Good. Definite, definite. Yeah. yeah, they don't know that we ever tied up and gagged right now, and that's why she's not on the phone. Uh, yeah, it's really, it's really quite benign having a, having a pure divine feminine energy around. It, it's, it brings a depth to neutrality. Cool. I, uh, I had only experienced with jewels, mm. really, you know, and, and you when we visited, when we shared, uh, so it, it, it it's re- quite refreshing. Uh-huh. And uh, yesterday they went to uh, make a run to Tucson to, you know, get produce, etc. And they stopped off at the Archdiocese as the uh, beautilicious Cynthia has, has been coaching me. And, and uh, so we share a bit and grateful to you both, Jolly Libby, for bringing her into uh, onto my path and, and for that convergence. That's fucking beautiful. Uh, so Bird and Amari went in and met Sister Catherine, Charlotte. Sister Charlotte. I, I will recall her moniker at some point. <laughs> I've said Barbara. <laughs> I've said all kinds of things. Oh, okay. Okay. I just say Molly. Yeah. So, uh, Sister Charlotte, and uh, well, why don't you share? You were there, I You know, heard here. Hey there, how are you? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We went to Greyhound, and that was the first stop after the tire run, and uh, in Tucson, and she took care of all the paperwork necessary to focus on getting that lost luggage back. She'll have to go with again next Tuesday to Tucson. And maybe we'll have to visit the Archdiocese once again and Sister Charlotte. Maybe the bishop will be in. And uh, But, yeah, she uh, she got a picture, I guess, of she didn't tell me until after we walked out. I had no clue that she was recording it and took a picture. So there's a picture we'll be sending you when we can swing it. And uh, uh, so I got a, a picture of Sister Charlotte and asked her if there was, uh, if they ever did a uh, Vatican presentment 
kind of like back when we were all doing the Robert Bernard, Winston Shroud, Dean Clifford kind of stuff or whatever, doing the notary presentment, but you don't need an ID. You know, you need, a, you need that driver's license for the notary. And so I just, I ran it by Sister Charlotte if they would do a Vatican presentment. And of course, they, she, she said no. <laughs> so that's kind of a bummer, but uh, gave us avenues to go, and uh, we'll share more with Cynthia and all that. And it was a lot of fun, and uh, so I look forward to sending you those pics and all that. Of I can't wait to see that. I haven't even seen the picture of uh, Sister Charlotte not yet. So, uh, but that'll be shortly when the mineral bath is over and she's back here. So, but yeah, it was a really great day. Uh, the, cool. Uh, you had to buzz. You had to buzz the door to get in. I was thinking, oh, oh God, TSA, is TSA inside? You know, am I gonna put all my keys? So, but uh, yeah, I just said a couple days ago, got some paperwork, and she buzzed me in, and uh, very nice receptionist that I spoke with uh, before, who was the one uh, who said that they protect the living, I believe, and Sister Charlotte confirmed so. Uh, very nice, very cordial. Uh, she said that she would make sure that uh, Eagles uh, docks would, uh, uh, non-docks would get to the bishop there for, uh, there we go, let's go paperwork. Nice going. Anyway, uh, so yeah, what a great uh, journey. And, I mean, you taught me and, that. And, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, but the, uh, uh, it was great though, because she took a lot of pictures, uh, loved the scenery of Tucson, and you know, squared away a lot of things, and uh, well, unfortunately, I had to throw a lot of tires, but that's okay. And uh, <laughs> and then earlier too, earlier too, you were talking about the uh, the the you know someone's call about kind of like uh, imposing the will uh, when when the police or whatever when they show up and there's more questioning or whenever they're just outside the door uh, with the wrongful detainment or whatever. Uh, it's uh, uh, they're mm, kind of lost my train of thought there. Imposing the will. There we go. Yeah, and uh, when when the deputies here uh, visited uh, Eagle and I, Eagle and uh, Bird the witness, but uh, they they were they they said a couple of them said a couple different times, and I believe Ciro has it on the sites there with the recordings. Uh, I'm not here to discuss your philosophy, and I I'm I believe one of the times. During that, I just said, well, why are you imposing your philosophy on me? And I think it was the sergeant uh, who was here uh, speaking with us as far as the matter Gomez, goes. Right? What, I don't think it was Gomez. I think it was the sergeant who came after. Uh, I don't know how he has them labeled. But, you know, that's what they're doing. They, it, they, oh, we're not here to discuss the philosophy, but we're going to impose ours on you. And, you know, uh that's the whole key with the love and the, the neutrality and just saying, <laughs> thank you. No, thank you. You know, uh, don't use the crock pot full of go fuck yourself. Okay. Don't do that. I've mentioned that before on the show. Stay away from that, but just say thanks. No, thanks. You know, that's the main key there. It's the, it's their focus and it's an escalation and, uh, yep. Yeah, neutral way to go. Yay. And yay to fried blue tomatoes yay. once again. Sure <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. So how's the little garden over there? Is it still um, giving anything other than the tomatoes, or have you got something else growing yeah. still? 
jalapenos, new kale, green beans. Wow. Looking great. Garlic is looking really nice. There are some two plus foot tall chives coming wow. out. Cool. Uh, I guess those would be called a leaf on garlic. It's the garlic. I, I still like to call it a chive because that's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, uh, the jalapenos, yes. Uh, the cabbage didn't seem to want to share yet. So okay. uh, we, Bird and Amari, did make a delightful green tomatillo salsa. Really good. Mm. And everything in it, everything organic. Cool. Pure. What about pure? I like pure. Yeah. Pure. Sounds good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Latin for pure organic. That's the thing, you know? Yeah. And uh, there is something, just a comment just entered for the, genuine. Uh, the genuine article uh, that uh, I, Cynthia uh, really guided me through drafting and writing letters to the governor of uh, the fiction known as Arizona and also the state secretary known as the fiction of Arizona. And there's a text somewhere arriving here. So uh, that's mainly why Bird and Amare were at the Archdiocese to give that, get that letter to the Vatican. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there the ultimate in one of the ultimates in that. So, Yep. Other things will be going up to the UN and the FBI, and those are merely the CC. notices. It's not asking them to do anything right. at all, and uh, and the creation is merely for uh, the return of all property. Mm-hmm. Period. Yep. Great. So, um, and with that in it, it is stating that this one you hear is inter vivos. Among the living, mm-hmm. the yes. Living so, uh, as many of you may know, mm-hmm. these things, and this really pieces it together. It it, it it puts everything that Kate has stated into a direct path and growth with a direct private matter between myself and the governor, between this one and mm-hmm. the governor, and. Mm. Um, they are yet to forgive them for they know not what they do. They are yet to uh, know uh, who we are, what I am, what one is. So there's that. And uh, that was their energy. It was great. And apparently with that energy, Amari got a bellyache. Huh. Which I found I found interesting, but we'll let her share that. I I don't want to. Uh, that's her private business, you know. Sure. Uh, but she is a sensitive, as many of, of us you are, and something about it did something with her energy. Mm. Uh, there was some kind of a energetic thing going on there. The ethers got tangled or twirled. I don't know. So uh, I found that to be one of those uh, canine head tilt. Hmm? <laughs> you know, oh, really? Oh. It just, it's so informing and, 
and starts to see these things. Uh, and that's, wow, that to me is a deep feeling that is really grand. You know, uh, aside from this so-called pain and all that, it, to me, as the viewer, as a witness, really great seeing these subtleties that, you know, Sira speaks of and uh, Kate has spoken of and really so many of us have spoken of. Becky and McLean and all, you know, I mean, I can go blah, 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 blah. I can say monikers, you know, for how long now. So, all, so many of us at this table. Um, Libby is really divine with it, I feel. Uh, so, There it is. Yeah, and now we are currently making a list as we are creating, we are co-creating that someone will uh, uh, invite us to come to land somewhere, and we are making a list as to what we would want to take. So we are able to pare down our sentient trap trash under forfeit fraud, which is no longer stuff. These are things we caretake. These are our property. So no stuff. So we're making a list of what is important to us that we have that we may be able to, when we choose, travel lighter or lightly or efficiently, purely, orderly. How about that? Travel orderly. I think there so is a there you go. I think there is a top 40 things you wish you had. If you were. Yeah, the top 40 of what you wish you had for your camping. Yeah. Well, you so, know, it's interesting you mentioned that today because this morning I chose to post um, a poem that I wrote probably at this time last year, and that's called Less is More. So I could share that with y'all. With y'all, I'm in the south now. <laughs> oh, sister, oh, yeah. Well, you could, you could, huh? Well, Bert and I play a, a little. It's not really a game, but I guess it is a could, would, should, if, maybe. Right. Can't we really don't say? Try we really don't say? Right. And those things when we hear the partial words and all that. A nickel goes to the other. One says nickel, <laughs> that's a nickel to the other. Because to to what I have found, this is me, my path. Okay, <clears throat> what one has found via meditation, that those sigils, along with hope and faith, are false. Mm. They they lead to nothingness. So I get it. I get it. I totally get it. You're sharing. We invite you to share that. We request you share that. We Demand it. All right. <laughs> All right, it's coming right now. So less is more. Less is more and more is less. More can make one feel a mess. As one meanders without a care, one soon finds time to stand and stare. The hustle of life creates stress. Let it go and do simply less. So much less, it feels like more, making you feel good deep to your core. Life is for living to move and shake, to eat ice cream and chocolate cake, 
to create and to have some fun playing dancing in the sun so keep it simple you can relate enjoy your life it's not too late live in balanced harmonious flow inflowment helps a soul to grow so that's that one and actually there was another one that came along just lately and i actually really liked that one myself because it was about my adventures and it was when i started to really really recognize that we don't have to plan everything and I actually just wrote a little bit about that today what we really can do is to kind of visualize stuff and then kind of let it go and let it happen so this adventure one came along lately because I've been on a woeful lot of adventures and it's just so fun it was after I'd been adventuring and visited you guys and it was just so fantastic and this little one popped out then adventure I visualize I take a peek I ask myself what do I seek when inspiration bursts within that's when I start to grin. I see a life full of creation, a life that asks, asks for no explanation. Ideas emerge. They are not exact, but I know exactly when to act. I travel on and wander through many adventures, exciting and new. I realize without a plan, once I decide, I simply can. Adventure is my way to live. This way, my energy I can give to all humanity, to life, to love, to all on earth and all above. Each day I know, I don't have to know what to do or where to go. I flow along, happy in every moment, living in my authentic inflowment. So that's really what it's all about for me. Bravo, sister, yeah. <laughs> it's become more and more evident that when we visualize we see these creations we love to be part of we see we feel and we intend to create those possibilities and then we sort of go or oh, something else or whatever else and kind of let it go without giving up and I've, I've had people tell me this before, that you've got to let these things go, but at the same time, you've got to hold them in your heart. So it's that, getting that balance that makes these things actually happen, right? And those things have been happening. I mean, that mere thing, Eagle, when you, when I was talking to you and I wasn't going to, you know, I didn't have a way to get up to the area where you guys were, were hanging out. And then suddenly creation popped into awareness and you're like ah we know who to ask and then we asked neil and lo and behold neil was able to give me a ride up to where you guys were and it's one of those things without sort of saying oh no what are we going to do now <laughs> it was like oh okay well let's see what we can do about this and lo and behold it uh, all manifested and there's been quite a few things like that that have been going on for me this this summer particularly and I'm starting to realize that as much as I want to have something happen, I need to have that ability to be, or, or not, or something else, or whatever. And then as soon as that happens, in the right way, 
those things suddenly happen. Like Rikim and I had a couple of, uh, one day last week, I think it was last Friday, one day last week. And suddenly all the things we've been sort of like talking about, suddenly we're like, oh, here we are. And we're like, oh, that's just happened. It's all happening today. So it's just so fantastic when those, those moments do occur. And it takes a while for us to actually, and I'm not going to say I can do it all the time because <laughs> I'm sure I get some emotions get in the way sometimes. But yeah, when we can uh, create those moments and those feelings and that balance, and that's when anything's possible, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, many great examples of that. You know, same thing yeah. with the uh, tooth coming here. Uh, yes. Left, left mass. Not a problem. <laughs> yeah, and thanks to everybody who did uh, in her getting here. Uh, but she uh, went from Boston to the in New York first. Yeah, so that's great. If you're going to Arizona, let us put in New York first. Hold on one and, second, uh, Bird, Bird, hold on. Uh, can you just turn your yeah thank you okay go ahead go ahead uh, bird did you, did you get what i said already kind of thing we had a little bit of a little bit of disturbance there so just just for that mind. again yeah because somebody else's mic was open there's a bit of noise going on okay well just you know things happening for a reason uh, <laughs> creation sure. care of it you know uh you know just to go through again uh with the uh, truth getting here you know, yes. went to New York instead of, yeah, let's go east first. Then, And that, that's interesting, too, because you were in, when you were in Tucson and came to visit, in order to yes. take the bus here, it was like eight hours on it because they yeah. went to Phoenix first. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, you're, yeah. yeah, you're two hours away, but yeah, let's go right. to Phoenix first. Yeah, Phoenix first. Then, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You just turned it into yeah. Yeah. eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she got here an hour ahead of time. That's right. Uh, didn't have a yeah, but didn't have, but didn't have only had her carry-on luggage. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so, but that worked out yesterday. You know, it's on its way. It's all good. Okay, good. Uh, Great. Yeah, and there's a washing machine here, so she had a couple carry-on bags, so she's got clothes. Right. Washes more frequently. Yeah, all and right. that's cool. That's good. So yeah. yeah, you know, everything happening for a reason. That's now right. I get to wear skirts, and now. <laughs> Get the worst skirts again. <laughs> there you go. We're all happy now. Uh, all right then. <laughs> Good times. Yeah, um, really. It, what I, you know, I have a. There's a. When I got in this, got here, and once I got comfortable, and then began looking outward, uh, I went into a different one. There's an RV that sits next to us. We're in a basic type of L shape, uh, wind protection, all that blocking, all that. Um, and I found this Asian silk, and it's really a perfect size for a sarong. And I love sarongs because, to me, while we all know what one another looks like below, maybe not precisely, exactly, et cetera, et cetera, we're not ready for that yet. So a sarong for a guy, that's, I mean, come on, that's cozy. Because you're talking about freedom. That's freedom, really. You know, one thing around your waist. You know, you know, so. Doesn't that feel good when the wind blows it'll against your body and your legs? I mean, a sarong is one of the most erotic, erotic, that's not the right word. 
Hey, hey, Bert here. <laughs> Bert here, and I have no idea what the last like five minutes was even said right there. I'm totally out in the wind. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I, I forgot I muted it. Forgot I had it, and you know. So anyway, yeah, yeah. I can see how I can see how uh, uh, the feminine would enjoy wearing a skirt. Yes. You know, that's talk about free. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Bird is. That's why Bird is out in the wind. Get it? Bird was having a good time. Yeah. 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 Now I saw that Rod did want to join us. So, did you guys want to add anything else before we bring in Rod? Oh, please. Uh, love to her. Okay. Love to the table. Uh, yeah. Just know that we will be uh, delighting on taste of organic or purity again mm. uh, this next this next uh, meal. The genuine article goes in the genuine articles. Mm-hmm. How about that? And if Truth gets back before the show's over, get her to jump on, okay? Because mm. we'd love to hear her story. Part certainly okay. certainly we'll pass that forward yes okay. thank you okay. so much okay lovely to hear all of your stories yeah. that's what it's about enjoy every moment thank you okay Ron why don't you jump in now hon I know it takes a lot of the egg. okay hello. hello everyone hello sister how are you doing oh there's a background noise but do you have um headphones on? Uh, yes. no it's completely there's nobody oh my speaker may be feeding back yes okay let me see i'll put that up does that sound better yeah okay yeah my speaker was right in front and that was a little little fupa there i hit the microphone by accident i was trying uh, to move it sensitive it's brand new so okay. we're, ju- we're just getting to know each other <laughs> <laughs> and how are you doing since we do have you here really, really well um um when jolly uh, was talking about um, uh, planning nothing. It, it started. I've been thinking a lot about the horses that were um, in my life for. I had them for 13 years, and um, I always wanted to ride. I always wanted to ride. Uh, my grandfather had a horse um, that was five minute walk for me called Old Dan, and it was this old white horse. And I fell in love, and I wanted a horse. And uh, my parents would never buy me one. They would get me little statues and pictures and uh, books and stuff like that. But they would never get me a horse. And then um, would have been when I was about in my 30s, uh, in 1999, uh, a friend called me and said, you want to go for a ride? And I was like, oh, yeah, yes. Uh, and I was there with bells and whistles. And uh, we beautiful ride on this on this horse she'd named Snickers and so I rode her for a couple hours and she asked me she goes uh do you want this horse and I went really you I can ha- you, you like you'd have no problem with that and she's like, yeah she goes uh she's got a baby uh she's a little filly four months old and she's pregnant so I thought oh geez yeah and there was no there there was no plan all of a sudden, I'm uh, uh, loading a couple of horses up that don't even know me, and they just freely walked into that trailer, 
without even uh, blinking an eye. And I took him to to uh, uh, where I was staying, but I had no fencing. Like there was no plan with this. There was no fencing, nothing. So I took them over to a neighbor's place and I said, can I leave them here until I get some fencing done up? So I did that and I got them over there and she did not like me. Um, she would, um, she would pin her ears when she'd see me, I'd sit on a fence watching them and I'd get off the fence to go walk towards them and she'd pin her ears. So I turned and I, I left and I ended up, uh, getting a hold of, uh, yeah, they call him a horse whisperer. Uh, he never spoke. This man never spoke. Um, so I asked him if he would help me work with her. So I took her out there and, um, she was green, uh, about as green as I was. Uh, she'd been rode twice before me. Um, nothing major, just a couple little rides and, uh, with a couple little kids, her kids. So I, uh, took her in and he took her into a realm pen for about, uh, four hours. And he walked over because I'm like, oh, just full of questions. And he, he is total opposite of me. And I was watching him with her. But I was also, um, how do you do that? How do you do this? It was just constant. And um, so he took her off out of there. And he, he walks over to me and he goes, when you got her, fool's luck. So I didn't understand what he was talking about. So I took her into the arena. And I'm all like thinking I'm all that right I know what I'm doing here I rode quite a few times I know what I'm doing well she had a different idea about that um, I climbed on her and started to to walk with her and then I took her into a little little trot and she started bucking me um, every time and every time I'd get her out of the walking and take her into the trot next would be into a lope and she would buck and it had me really upset when what she was doing, she was, even though there was no communications with words, she was feeling every bit of my energy. And she knew that I was anxious. She knew that I wasn't, she knew that I was not in full uh, control of the whole thing. Like there, there was fear there and she fed on it and she, she felt it uh, throughout her whole body. So she wanted me off is what I, she, there was just no, no connection there. So I kept doing it and I kept doing it and, um, you know, she just had me in tears. So I left and I went to, uh, away for a few days and I come back and my friend was there and she walked over to me and she said, if you are not prepared to get on that horse, <laughs> don't get on her. So I said, oh yeah, yeah, I, I knew what she was talking about because she, they, they feel this type of uh, anxiety with you. So I, I jumped on her. And I kind of got myself in check and I took her into a, a little trot or first we were walking. Then I took her into a little trot and then I took her into a lope. And as soon as I started to lope, she bucked and she bucked fiercely. So what I was uh, explained to do was to pull the head in quickly, as quick as you can. You pull the head around to the neck and they spin like a top. And then you pull them around back and straighten them out, gather them up, and get them going again. And she was beautiful. She was going beautiful. And she was feeling my confidence, but she could feel me still a little bit unsure of myself. So I had her in a full run in this arena, and she jumped to the side, uh, right to the left. Um, just from a full run, right jumping right to the side, she wanted me off even more. 
So I did the same thing with her. And you have to have this mutual um, connection with them. So I was very much into my horses. So I gained a lot of, a lot of power that day. I knew that I was, had a lot of confidence in myself and I, I was ready to go and I was willing to, to have this relationship with this horse. And uh, her and I became very connected. And I wanted to see the baby born. And because I'd never even seen a baby, like a, a living being born. Um, they ripped my babies out of me. So I've never even seen my own birth of my own, my own babies. So I wanted to see her give birth. And anybody that I would tell this to, they're all horse people, would say, oh, you're never going to see that baby born. You're just never going to see her born. They don't like to be around uh, people when they're giving birth. So what I did is I sat on, um, I had a nice size uh, water tank for them. And I plopped my ass on there and I slept during the day. Because I found out horses like to give birth at night when it's quiet. So I would have naps during the day and I would sit on a water tank with my flashlight watching her for five weeks. I knew where she was going to have that baby. I knew when she was going to have that baby. And I was fortunate enough to have that connection with her. So I had got up. It was actually she was born on, uh, on Easter, on Easter morning. So I had looked out the bathroom window and I noticed she was acting a little funny. And I looked at uh, Mer and I said, she's having that baby and she's having her now. And uh, so they were fortunate to watch it, but they stayed inside the house. I walked over to her and I sat right beside her while she gave birth. She trusted me that much because people were trying to scare me out of the whole experience. I had people tell me, uh, horses will run with the baby hanging out of them and jump a fence to get away from a human. They want that privacy. And she trusted me. And we had this mutual relationship with her. And um, when the baby was born, like I ripped the sack off, like I was there for the whole thing. And I imprinted her. I spent 18 hours with her that first day. And even though she felt that love and felt that connection, when I got up in the next morning, it was like I was a stranger. And I had to um, do it all over again. And it's a, tr it's a trust issue. And most people that are around horses, like one guy, I had a real hard time with farriers. Um, I don't like any, didn't like anybody being uh, cruel. And I've had farriers say to me, right to me, the only thing a horse knows how to relate with is food and pain. And I'm thinking, uh, you know, okay, well, you ain't, and my, you know, Murray's, hearing this guy and he's like, Oh God, Rachel, just, just let him do the shoes. Just let him do the shoes. Cause I just was just like, okay, get out. Like you, that attitude I can't have, um, around day, eh? but this is what you're, what you're seeing. But our relationship was, um, an absolutely beautiful, beautiful friendship. And I, I would take her out riding. I took her out one day that it was ice everywhere and it was a paved road and I would go and pick up this little 13 year old girl that lived around the corner and she'd come with me riding and it's about maybe about a half a mile away and it was in the dead winter and she wanted to go home and she made that decision to go home and she ran full tilt um very dangerous because we're right on the side of the road and it's ice everywhere but she's staying right in this little path and I just 
let her go because I knew that she was going to do the right thing. And if I was going to react out of fear, trying to stop her and going, you don't know what you're doing, I was going to hurt both of us because she would have wiped out if I would have tried to pull her back and get her to slow down on ice. So I just let her, her go. And she got us back to safety. And this is where I've, you know, this connection that we have with, uh, with animals and humans needs to be done almost the same way. The, this trust um, that we don't have for each other needs to be. And that was, that all took place with no language. Um, absolutely none. And it turned out to be um, one of the most beautiful experiences I've ever had in my life. And they're not with me anymore. Uh, I accepted that um, I couldn't look after them anymore. And um, I, you know, kind of gave them away and I haven't seen them since. And that was back, uh, that would have been 2000, early 2013. So it's, I see relationships with human beings. If we could connect the way the animals um, connect with us, if we could connect with each other that way, uh, this was, would be a, a beautiful place absolutely beautiful place so that was just something that i thought i'd i'd share right um uh i i I, maybe one day we'll we'll you know do it again but like i said the planning i wanted it through my whole childhood Mm -hmm. i wanted that horse but i never never made any plans and there there it happened for me it took a few years but there it was the opportunity was there and it was right so I just walked right into it completely nice. um, with no education <laughs> on how to, you know, look after horses. So I had to, I had to learn. So it was, it was a beautiful experience. And I think we can do that the same with, you know, us as human beings, if we could just connect in that way that we had that respect and uh, there's no need for language. This is action. This is how we treat each other. And that's what I've told the kids. They're always, I love you, grandma. I love you, grandma. And, yeah, yeah, I know you do, but the action, how you treat, how we treat one another is where the love is, is shown. The words are empty. The love, the word itself is empty unless there's something that goes with it of substance uh, to show it. So it's, uh, I just thought I'd share that little, that little story. Mm, there you go. That's a, that's a real manifestation of something you had in your heart and, uh, you managed to create that. That's really, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that would remind me of a, a story I've told a few times, uh, but maybe not everyone's heard this. It's, yeah, we've got a bit of an echo going on here. So if, if we're not talking... Here, I better, I'll mute then. I'll mute yeah. here. Yeah. Um, yeah, this story um, is a really cool story. It's um, from an experience I had with my dear beloved Chippy, who was a horse that I had an enormous connection with. I've been around horses since I was seven. And so that's like 48 years ago when I started. And I'd never had a connection with a horse like this one. And uh, so it was a few years ago now. Um, I'd probably known Chippy for, uh, let's say, nine years at this point eight or nine years 
and he and I had a really good connection. So it got to a point in the winter time, I realized I didn't need to ride the horses all winter because it's very, very cold in the winter. And these horses were trained, they were older horses. And uh, so I just kept them happy and healthy. And that for me was to exercise them a little bit and to feed them right and to get them out in the field as much as possible in the snowy weather. So instead of riding them, I would take them and we had a big indoor arena and I'd take them into the big indoor arena, let them run around loose and hop and skip and buck and do anything they wanted to and play because they couldn't do a lot of that outside in the snow. It should be kind of pretty deep. So I do this um, all winter from like November, December, right through into March when it kind of got a little bit milder, maybe some of the snow had melted. So this particular year, March came along, we'd had a long, hard winter and I hadn't ridden any of the horses for two or three, three months or so. So I said to Chippy that one day and I'm like, okay, Chippy, I think I better maybe ride you today. So I'll get the saddle and bridle and I put the saddle on him and I go to put the bridle on and the bridle means putting a, a metal bit in the horse's mouth. And, uh, you know, that's the thing that people use for control. So I have a bit that, you know, I was a nice soft bit, but I go to put in his mouth. And he's always a little bit would test me. He's a big old horse, big tall horse. And uh, he'd always test me a little bit and say, you know, let remind me that I can only put the bit in his mouth because he allows me to. So this particular day I go to put the bridle on him and he's like, no, don't want the bridle. I'm like, come on, Chippy, you got a bridle on. He's like, no, don't want the bridle on. I said, Chippy, come on, I need the bridle. He's like, no. So, okay, okay, Chippy, fine. So I go back to the tack room and I get the bitless bridle. That's a bridle whereby it's called a hackamore and there's a, uh, there's a kind of piece across the nose and then there's these two kind of metal shanks that when you pull on them, there's a kind of pressure on the nose and there's pressure on the top of the head and that's instead of in the mouth. So I put that bridle on. That just means sliding it up over his nose and over his ears. So that was fine to put that bridle on. I go over to the indoor arena and I ride around the indoor arena and that was fine. So the next day I go to say, let's go for, go for a ride in the, in the fields today. So I put the saddle on. I go to put the bridle on, the regular bridle with the bits. And he's like, no. I said, Chippy, I can't ride you in the field without the bridle on. I need the bit in your mouth. And he's like, no. I'm like, Chippy, please, 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 I can't ride you without the bridle. So finally he's like, okay, fine, right, right, fine. So let's put the bit in his mouth and off we go. Go for a nice ride. Next day, same thing. Nope, don't want the bit in my mouth. And I'm like, come on, Chippy, Chippy, I can't ride you without the bridle. And I'm starting to hear these words and I'm ignoring them. If you can't trust your best friend, who can you trust? And I'm like, come on, Chippy, Chippy, I need the bit in your mouth. And finally, he's like, fine. So this is like three days in a row. And I'm hearing, if you can't trust your best friend, who can you trust? And then by the third day, I'm hearing, you have to trust your best friend. If you can't trust your best friend, who can you trust? Sorry, but ahead of the game. There's another day. So three days in a row, he finally says, fine. And he lets me put the bit in his mouth. The fourth day, I come with the bridle. And I go to try and put it on again. And he's like, no. And I'm hearing this day, I'm hearing, did you have to pull me in the mouth the last three days? And this, finally, I'm starting to listen. Because I've heard this, if you can't trust your best friend, who can you trust? And now he's saying to me, did you have to pull me in the mouth the last three days in a row? And I'm like, no, I didn't. I'm riding you on the buckle, which is like the end of the reins, the reins loose. I'm not pulling him in the mouth at all. 
And that is making me realize my limiting belief was that I can't ride this horse in the field without a bridle on, without a bit in his mouth, because I'll have no control. So this day, instead of insisting I put the bit in his mouth, I go back to the tack room and I get the hackamore, which is the one that has no bit. And I put that up over his nose and over his ears and I get on and I go and ride him in the field. And I don't have a single problem. And that taught me that whole experience taught me that first of all if you can't trust your best friend who can you trust and secondly you do not have to be in control at every moment of every experience and even though you learn when you start to ride horses you learn that this is a horse that particular horse was probably 12 1300 pounds so he's like 10 times heavier than you know than i am and I'm taught in the conventional world of, of riding horses that you have to show the horse that you are in control. And at this point in my uh, relationship with this horse, this relationship was very different. It wasn't about me being in control. And he was trying to show me that. And I, I realized that after that event that I didn't have to be in control of him. In fact, what I would do would go out for a co-creation with him with a, for a cooperation together. Instead of me getting on saying, right, Chippy, you walk here, you trot here, canter here, you stop here. I would go out and say, okay, Chippy, what do you want to do today? And we'd walk along and then he'd say, well, I'm just going to canter here. So I'd be like, oh, fine. So off we'd go. And like in the normal world of equestrianism, one would frown upon that completely that you can't let the horse do that but I had the relationship with this horse that I knew that he's not going to run off with me to the point that you know we, we we won't stop and we'll do something dangerous and we might you know have some sort of accident or whatever I knew that wasn't going to happen because I had that relationship with him and like sometimes he'd be galloping along and he, he, he was getting on in years and I'd say look Chippy I think you need a bit of a break here like you know take a breather and he'd listen to me and I instead of me having to pull him I would uh, just sort of communicate with him from my heart to his. It was, it didn't need to be with words. Like you were saying, there's no words needed. And that was a really, really good experience for me because I had been riding horses for, you know, 45 years or whatever at that point. And, uh, you know, I had still, you know, in my belief, that was why I had continued to insist to him that I needed the bridle on him because in my belief that I couldn't ride him in the field without the bridle on because I wouldn't be able to stop him. But I recognized with that whole experience that I didn't have to be in control. I had to be able to trust my best friend because he was my best friend. And it was the most wonderful thing to have that uh, experience, to get to know that, okay, if you don't know uh, an animal, the same as you don't know another human being, it takes time to get a relationship. But when you start to see their characters, their ways of being, their values of life, um, all that sort of thing, you get to know who you can trust and who you can't. And when, you, when somebody is your best friend, if you can't trust your best friend, well, who the fuck can you trust? You know? So uh, it really was a truly wonderful experience. And, it, you know, it sounds like you had something similar there with uh, your experiences, Ra. But for me, having been around horses for so many years, I've got to the point that I know that I have to take a bit of time to get to know these, these beings, but they, they get to trust me a lot quicker than they did in my past because I speak to them from my heart and 
I recognize them as an equal and I'm not there to control them. I'm there to, hey, I'm here to kind of, you know, help you along whatever situation we're living in. Sometimes they live in, in, what they call stools which is a caged in box and basically that that's not natural and I recognize that so I do what I can to make their lives as comfortable as possible and to uh, recognize them appreciate them and acknowledge everything that they do for us so it's it's a dance it's the same as with other living beings absolutely uh, we've got to trust them as much as they've got to trust us and it takes time and you can only do that through heart communication in my opinion so yeah life's a great journey and with animals it's a wonderful thing and i think it's the same with dogs any animals that have had bad experiences they they remember they remember that and it takes a while to get the trust back if you've uh, got on to a young horse too early when they do not know what you're doing and i would suspect that mare was bucking because she was still unsure of having a rider um if i understood the story correctly that um she hadn't been ridden a lot for my experience i spent 18 years being the first rider on many a young horse and until we developed a really good slow process of having the horse accept what we were doing, we would say, hey, is this okay? And once you could get the feeling that this was okay, you'd take the next step. Is this okay? First of all, it would just be standing beside the horse. Then it'd be jumping up and down besides if I'm going to jump on. Then it would be actually jumping and leaning onto the horse. Then it would be jumping and hanging over the horse's back. Then it would be jumping on, hanging on and staying on longer. Then it would be jumping on, hanging on and putting my head up a little bit high so that they get used to something above them. Because that's a very big place that they're fearful. They, when they're attacked, by let's say a tiger or a lion or something the horse the the the, the lion or the tiger is going to jump on them from from behind from the to the wither um and that is where we're trying to get on to ride so if they see something high behind them that is an automatic danger so i would go through a process whereby i would ask every single step is this okay with you is this okay is this okay until i get to the point that i'm riding the horse just hanging on I've got a saddle and bridle on at this point I've got a saddle on I put my toe in the stirrup and I stand up high so that I'm above the horse but without putting my leg over and I ask the horse to move around the stall I would take I would do this process inside the horse's home where they are comfortable and confident and every step I would take I'd be is this okay with you yeah this is okay so we'll do this is this okay I did it on both sides and then I'd be sort of standing up with this, my toe in the stirrup I'd stand up high and then one day when everything is totally fine I put my leg over and the horse would never know the difference between my standing up on one side and putting my leg over because when I was on one side if anything if they ever got startled I could just slide down to the ground without any ado and this way the horses never got stressed this way I never got bucked off again every time I started a horse this way then I would take the horse into the into the arena and I'd get on in the corner the same as I got in the stall and every time I got on a, a, a young horse for the first time and rode in the arena. I never got bucked off again after I did it like that. And, you know, this is a, a long process and a lot of people do it other ways. But for me, this was the most respectful way to do it 
with a young horse because that way you get their permission you get their acceptance and that then ultimately you have a lot of fun together because they've never had a fearful moment whereas if you i had a young horse that came in or several but one particular one that young kids had jumped on the horse got on it and scared the living bejesus out of the poor little thing and it took me months to get his confidence to allow me to get on him because he had been so frightened by these kids that he was terrified of a human let alone one getting on on his back so i find with animals the same as with humans if they've had a fright then they're going to um you know struggle with things until that you work through that and the fear does you know hold out until you show them that there's no need to be fearful with animals with people we can say hey just stop it <laughs> but uh with animals it takes longer when they've had a they've had a fright with a human so that's my experience i guess i've just explained that was the story of my life for 18 years that's what i did every day getting on young horses for the first time and the second time and the third time until they were uh, rideable by anyone um but uh so i've got a lot of uh, knowledge and experience in that uh, field and i'd say that mare just was a little bit fearful because she wasn't sure what a rider was at that point and their their reaction is to buck because they're frightened they're like get off i don't like this so uh yeah it's but it, you know all this stuff teaches us you know uh how to proceed from there on and um i accept every every experience that i have to be uh um another kind of progress in my learning story so uh yeah this was the same way when um i wanted to barrel on the barrel race she was fast she was only 14 hands Right. And I, I'm 4'11", right? Weighed about 105 pounds. So I was just like, she Perfect size. <laughs> Perfect size, right? So she wanted to, I, I wanted to barrel. And she had such a beautiful personality and disposition. Um, one of my friends come up to me and said, You'll, you will destroy her um, if you get her barreling. Because she's going to learn how to compete. She's going to want to compete all the time. And she had um, a horse that I go riding with her all the time. And this horse just gave her nothing but trouble, like all the time. And she wanted something out of it. She wanted to train her and she wanted to, to barrel her and, and be in all the competition. She'd been riding since she was, you know, no bigger than a minute, this lady. Uh, but the horse had another plan. It didn't want anything to do with that. Um, so Snickers, even though I wanted to barrel, I thought, no, I don't have that right to be changing her and altering her personality. And we still barreled. I'd go, yo, to friends and we'd set the barrels up and it was just for fun. There was no competition. So she never, ever had that. Like I rode with 10, 15 people and these horses are, they're professionals. They're out riding and they want to be in front all the time you know what i'm talking about jolly where you got those ones they want to be right in the front they want to yeah. they're always mm. running ahead yeah right Racing. <laughs> exactly so that thing being around the it was just automatic it's time to compete for them so it was uh i just decided that i wouldn't do that to her and uh even though i wanted to and i went to my first rodeo um i didn't take her i went to my first rodeo and i was horrified 
and I never went back. I've never, I've been to one rodeo. I was there for about half an hour and it was enough when they let a little calf out of this chute uh, yes. and about 15 adults chased this poor little thing and pounced on it, pinned it down, tried to put underwear on it, you know, for kicks and giggles. Yeah. So I'm going to think that um, Truth wanted to jump in and tell her story. I'm not entirely sure, but I saw it light up a bit. So to take it away from the calf and the horses, let's come back. And okay. Just, just does have something I'll to add. I'll okay. Are you out there, Truth? Might Maybe take a moment to yeah. uh, set up the... It might have been wrong, but just mind. in between those... The, the yeah, I, I saw it too, okay. yeah. 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 Yeah, so... Not that I don't well, love hearing about horses. But I just <laughs> want to hear about the calf. Yeah, we do want to hear her travel story, definitely, <laughs> when we can. Yeah, because yeah. we do want to hear. And if anybody else has a, uh, an experience from their life that helps us see the legal name fraud or what it means to stand up, and please jump in now. We've only got uh, 27 minutes left for this mm -hmm. segment. Yeah, well, definitely... All the stories always good to hear and uh, oh, good. Okay, good. What's going on? Yeah. Yay. Okay, you're on. Bird or eagle or truth. One is not aware of where truth is. She may be at the gardens uh, or at the uh, bath uh, wanting to chime in. Oh, okay. If you saw that, if you saw those uh, sigils, I have no idea. Oh, okay. Okay, no, it was it was it was your number. It was Bird's number that popped up on the screen. It just like maybe the mic had been opened, so we just wanted to make sure that she was no. Okay. I don't know, Tommy. Did you open the mic, honey? Tommy. <laughs> well, she was hearing about horses, so she animals. She probably wanted to chime in with some yeah. information. You know, she's got more wisdom than us. Yeah, she's got plenty of wisdom. So, yeah, these you're, animals. You're witness for that. <laughs> they've got so much to share if only we could listen like with chippy i mean he just told me over and over if you can't trust your best friend who can you trust and i was like la 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 i need the bridle i need the bridle I need the bridle <laughs> you know and like you, you it taught me i've got to listen to them i've got to listen because what they're saying is it was very valuable so uh, i bet tommy probably was actually putting some vibes out to, she maybe was uh, answering me with something <laughs> Uh, you know that those are there are nows where I feel those may be more vital for us to meditate upon than uh, how to cast a spell when sending a bunch of words to. Uh, someone who thinks they're your overlord, you know, that that is the foundation. So the foundation really, you know, it's that old thing. Uh, if the foundation is good, then the house can be repaired. If the foundation is not good, then let's fix the foundation, then repair the house, mm -hmm. repair the dwelling. Yeah. So 
That's that may be. I don't know. Hey, you know, I don't know. Merely putting it out there for the the zeros and 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 libbies of the of our table to uh, teach us. That's me. What do I know? I'm merely one is merely a magnetic electric and doesn't believe this thing is a sphere. Yet, ultimately, as Jules will tell you. I don't know. <laughs> I really, I don't know. I don't. Okay, I know, well, okay. I'm going to jump in, and just because Huck was there, I'm going to invite you, Huck. Uh, please come on in and tell us your story if you feel like it, because I know you had some interest in, in getting out of where you are. So I'll try to encourage you to open up your mic and share your story with us, if that's all right with everybody else. Yeah, the door's open, but nobody is getting pushed in any direction. So, you know, that's okay. If, uh, you know, sometimes the, people need a little bit more encouragement because it's sometimes hard to jump in. There's so that's much right. on, and mm -hmm. I'm just trying to create that space for you. Absolutely. And that's anybody else? Who, who was that? Is that Bruce? Is that what you said? Uh, no, I'm using the term hook because that's how um, I was told it was spelled. It might be Henry, um, but uh, I think I mentioned that he was looking for people. Well, whomever is there, they are, uh, any judgment they feel are only between their ears. <laughs> <laughs> so bring it, bring it, table it, bring it. Come on now. <laughs> I, what I will do before I come, what I will do is I will put a call out for people who, if by any chance, have extra FRNs. Our Stories from the Heart Fund is down to very little money right now. And um, it has been a very core group of people who've been putting their um, monies towards that and none of us can do it right now. So please, anybody who is listening now or in the future, if you would like to uh, send some money to help us help each other, um, please send it to storiesfromtheheart at outlook.com. That is our PayPal address. Dolly's in charge of it. Um, but we really cannot help financially anyone right now because our funds are extremely low if at all so just put in a call out if you have a way of helping towards helping each other mm -hmm. it's a very helpful way and, and uh, we did get raj to california uh ra and samia to florida via what we had left and what um Evot put through um but we really are asking those of you that could contribute please do so thank you yeah Family's been traveling because we got some um, truth to Arizona as well. So that was uh, very, uh, the, the kind of impetus for us to actually set that fund up when uh, you guys, Bird and Eagle, you came on and said, hey, yeah. she'd like to get from Massachusetts. And, you know, we made that happen. And uh, yeah, so anyone that has, uh, we know most of the family are kind of short, but. Uh, yeah, we all are, but we just <laughs> 
we do the best we can and uh, I can put a little bit in it again now. I've got uh, means to do that and I am going ahead uh, down to Florida so I will be creating more means there. And uh, yeah, you know, anything any of us can do to help each other, that's what we're here for. That's the family, that's the table, that's what it's about. And uh, yeah, as much as we we can just do, uh, mainly it's support and encouragement for each other. And we know we have to encourage each other to find those ways to exchange. Um, Libby, you'll have, as you're explaining, you're, you're making these beautiful uh, beings <laughs> in beads and, you know, that's the sort of thing, you know, that's the creative juices that are flowing. And when you get them flowing, it keeps flowing. And, uh, it does, and, but the money is minimal, but it, it is yep. something, you know, and that's what we've all trying to do is to encourage each other to find what is it that you love to mm. do yep. and try and find a venue for it. Now it happens to be near the holiday season, so this is a good time for me to jump in there. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm also looking at ways potentially to teach yoga again or to do whatever it is to not have the load on the brothers and sisters that have helped me in the past. And also to thank all the proxies that are out there. Mm. Without the proxies, none of us would be walking free. None of us would be. Right. And those proxies are essential. We wouldn't have sure. internet. We wouldn't have all the things we have. Exactly. And so when we walk proudly thinking, oh, wow, you know, I'm doing this without using the legal name. Yes, but someone is using the legal name mm-hmm. to provide you with the things that you have. So that's a very important recognition. We are all interdependent and can't judge each other as to where we are on this path. Because many of us have walked different parts of this path. <laughs> <laughs> One heck of a path. And um Yes. I do recommend people, if you're listening now and thinking about throwing it all up or cutting it all up or walking it away, know who you are. That's the most essential thing, most essential thing, that you know you are not a piece of paper that has a name on it. You know that. You you get that piece of paper to talk, and obviously it doesn't. So beyond that, we are spreading the word of the legal name fraud. We are functioning as we can, those of us who are in the system. And even in the system, the system is crumbling. It is very hard to get money from A to B these days, whereas earlier it was much easier. Things are shutting down. So just be aware of trying to create your own freedom cells in your immediate environment. Mm-hmm. So because the system is falling apart. It's just not being acknowledged by the mainstream media, but it really is. And as Bird has, and Eagle have taught us so well, growing your own food, knowing how to live with very little, even if you're in the system, learn how to do this now because soon the system will not exist and we will be totally, totally interdependent on each other as we really are. Mm-hmm. We've been locked in these little boxes called our houses or apartments, living our own little what lives. And we have to recognize now we're going to have to learn to really learn to live each, with each other. Okay, I have a question. Yay! Is, uh, is PayPal the only method? Uh, well, the other one is the, the gift cards. Um, do you mean for what? For for people? Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Well, the other thing it can be done if there's someone specific and they have a mailing address, you can get a visa 
gift card and um, put so much onto it and then um, mail it to someone. That's the other way. Right. I, um, I don't get along well with PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. PayPal is becoming really tricky these days. Yeah, I mean, the reason we've been using PayPal is because it is possible to create a PayPal uh, account without using a legal name, and it is possible to use the Visa gift cards to fund them. Having said that, uh, if you use those to send any amount of money to definitely out of the country, they're going to charge you a whole bunch, which is a new thing. I just had to send some out of the country for someone, and it cost me $12 to do that. Um, but so yeah, we've been using PayPal simply because it does, um, make things easier, uh, insofar as we, we can do that without using, um, but, uh, if you wanted to help someone specific and you, there was, um, a mailing address that you knew that they would receive something at, then you could send, uh, you just go into any, um, uh, <clears throat> around here, it's like, um, the best place around here is like those dollar generals and you go in there and look on the gift card pile and I use vanilla visa and uh, you can put anything between 25 bucks and 500 bucks on those and uh, anyone can use them. Right. But this was for, to help with the funding. Uh, right, the fund, so, sure. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I was asking because you see the thing of it is with PayPal, your information is on uh, the information that comes through PayPal. So that's why I gave PayPal up. I quit it. Right. A while ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, your information is on PayPal on, and it would be on yours for the person. You see, where, the way we did it, our uh, quote-unquote legal name information wasn't on it because no. we're all doing it from credit cards, gift credit cards. But it's to actually get the physical cash, you do need someone who's yeah. there right. for you. Someone that's got a way of getting that's into a bank. That's, and the that's, that's, that's the, where there's proxy. always a proxy yeah. involved. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why we have to be so grateful for those who have stood up for us. Mm -hmm. Because without them, you can't access the cash. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's tricky. But at least you can use the PayPal for many things online to pay. Uh, if you if you don't mind ordering stuff, you know, like say example, somebody sent you, you know, fifty bucks or something, and you've got it in a PayPal account, you can go online and order stuff and have it delivered. That's again, if you've got a, a mailing address you can use. So, yeah, I mean, it's not the easiest thing, any of it, um, but uh, certainly that's one of the ways we've been able to kind of, you know, share with each other uh, by PayPal. Um, although I wasn't able to use PayPal to get the, the Greyhound ticket or the, the FedEx for the bike. So I had to use means that I had to do. And the, the bought by the plane ticket. Yes. And that again tells us how important our parties are. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's been a, a lot of, uh, you know, wonderful people have, been supporting this for such a long length of time and yeah it's a really good time to to acknowledge every single one who's done that it, it, again like you said Libby without them we have we would have been a lot more stuck uh, we'd have been struggling even more than some already are um, you know it depends you know what position you were in when you kind of jumped into this? Some yeah, prepared in, this way. Better off than unprepared. 
<laughs> but it, it is also telling that here's beautiful Lotus wanting to help our, out our fund, and yet there's no other means except PayPal right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, or sending literally, if there's one again, you can send literally the FRNs themselves to somebody. But like she's saying, to to give to the fund, we haven't got a, a bank. We've only got PayPal, and uh, you know. So, yeah. The so only other- who's in charge of the? Who's in charge of it though? Because I can always send the card, the envelope. Right. Them. Well, I've been the one that I, I've got the. Um, PayPal account. Uh, I created that and I've been distributing funds out of it. So, I mean, you could could send to me and I could send to somebody else. Or you could send it to me and then from from there to to PayPal because you need to put money into PayPal. You have to have a bank account. But where you are, Libby, it'll take forever and a day. It doesn't have to be me, but that would be... It's just that, Jolly, do you have access to regular uh, banking now or just... Oh, mail. Just mail. Oh, mail. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, I mean, if... if um, yeah, if Lotus was to send, let's say, a Visa gift card, I could just attach it to the PayPal account. Oh, perfect. Right. And then okay. when, that's how I do it. Like, when, I've, when I've got cash and I need to get into PayPal, that's what I do is I buy a Visa gift card and I attach it to the PayPal account. And although they do charge you more if it's not PayPal credit, at least they do, you can use that from that card. If I wanted to send, you know, somebody uh, 50 bucks to help them along. And you can add more than one card, can't you? Oh, you can add multiple cards. Yeah. Oh, well, great. You just found the solution, Lotus. Yay! <laughs> okay. Yeah, one, one has learned that... Uh, when, when there was a uh, canine that, that found her way here uh, uh, before, yeah, before she went away, uh, a friend who is not at this table, but yet a friend, sent me dog biscuits, treats, uh, jerky, and cash in an overnight from FedEx, notifying me that things were coming via a FedEx tracking number. And there was also cash or FRNs in there. So I would say, oh, along with um, uh, phone, uh, cell phone minute cards to add minutes. Oh, yes, that's an important one So I would say, uh, truthfully, that may be the best way. FedEx or UPS will go to a rural route for those who are uh, dwelling on a rural route or a, a deeper trust, a trust type of funding. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would, one would suggest possibly doing that as this area here appears to be quite high on their, on their cult uh, uh, operations. So, uh, and also, uh, sending FRNs can be wrapped in foil. Mm-hmm. Wrap them in foil. That way, they if there's a scanning thing, they scan foil. They see foil, they don't know what's in it. Mm-hmm. 20s only. 20s, 10s, 5s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's 
what we suggest here. Mm, sure. Your path, do your thing. Mm-hmm. I've done that plenty of times, uh, even with USPS, actually, with the, the tracked um, um, priority mail envelopes. I've sent plenty that way. So, yeah, it seems pretty. And exact. also, I, I would agree with the uh, uh, Visa gift cards. Uh, I use that for when I spoke to TrackPhone to add for gigabytes. They said, what's the name on the card? And I said, the name on the card is, are you ready? Yeah. I said, a gift for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, mine says uh, gift recipient, I think. (laughs) That's the name on my card. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. The name on the card, I mean, it doesn't matter. If it's not a gift card, and they go zero to 500 or 500 to 1,000, or I think they go up to 1,500. Really, I don't, I'm not in front of them. So I, I, no recollection yet. Sure. Um, I, yeah, one would say that'd be the, the way to go. A foil, a gift card, or directly sending something you know that being may be in need of mm-hmm. in a box via UPS or FedEx tracking number. Surprises are nice, yes. However, certainty and knowing is best. Mm-hmm. Until they get, until we get a way of communicating with them that they are copacetic and trusting in, then eh, that's what I would do. Unless, you know, someone wants to call and say, hey, mm-hmm. here I am, a living man. And I want to get this there and that there and there. You know, how do we do that? So they send that to me in writing at this address, and that's how we do it. Okay, once it's in writing, they that is for them a contract. For us, it's an accord, an agreement. So anyway, bottom mm-hmm. bottom thing. Yeah, absolutely. Because, as we all know, that the dead cannot contract with the living. So. That's it. <laughs> okay, love to all. Good oh, stuff. Computing. All right. Thanks for that. Yeah. Okay. We yeah. have a few minutes left. Does anybody else want to jump in? Yeah. Well, that's been that a good... good Lotus. Yeah. Thanks, Lotus. Yeah. Good stuff all the way. You know, um, everybody is... I think next week we should have Sarah on with the full story of that. I mean, you know him. <laughs> and, you know, he said actually at one point, he has a grin on his face because that's what he's like and he does he's most of the time when you see that man he's got a big grin on his face and like the cop's like what are you grinning for but that's just him you know he's always uh, got a, a good expression because that's what he's feeling from his heart all the time so i think that story will be pretty pretty fun coming from his uh heart and yeah. uh the way he addresses them and he treats them well and i think people remember rikiom's story too and he was the same when he had his interaction he's like you know you're my brothers what, what are you doing why, why have you got me here on the ground and you know, you're my brother what's the matter <laughs> you know and it's 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 it, it it's hard when they are treating you disrespectfully but if you treat them with respect and show them that, hey, that's not working, that's not the way to treat your brothers and sisters, they do kind of, you know, even my experience, they, they, 
they just couldn't be rough with me because I was just like, well, I I'm, can't, you know, comply and I can't give you what you want and I don't consent to anything you're doing. But, you know, I showed no vengeance to them and no ill will or anything like that. That's what, um, you know, Syria made a point of saying that he had no, you know, ill ill will against them. But he just had to, you know, deal with it in the best way he could. And they, uh, you know, I think in time when, you know, we always say you get what you receive and, and when you put out good, you get back good. And in time, it's going to take time, but I think in time they do sort of start to feel it a little bit when you're just being nothing but kind to them, even when they're being unkind to you. <laughs> well, that's really all you can do, isn't it? There's nothing really more that you can do. So, yeah, it is what it is. And, you know, we, we just can do the best we can with what we've got. And that's really about all we can do. So we'll just continue to to be the best we can be. Absolutely. I agree. Agreed. Um, One, uh, uh, as long as the table would like, one can do things to head things off the past, it is a considerate thing in writing, uh, as one is a man of letters, anyone else can choose to be a man of letters. And for those who, who are new, man includes men and women. So man is human, human, anyway, color of man. Anyway, man is what we are, the living. So when one chooses, uh, this one is more than willing to read the letter uh, at the table so that, and I don't know, uh, we can share with Cynthia and ask her if she would like to listen in, and then she can go into fine points of why something is stated when it was stated. But uh, this one is more than willing to uh, share with the table that, uh, the spelling that is in that letter. So, if you want next week, okay, great. That sounds like a good so. good thing to do. Certainly, I mean, all these angles are, are, are great to have, and definitely, you know, what you've been doing has been fantastic. Cynthia is a woman of great knowledge and and uh, uh, very. Um, I'm always appreciative of what she shares and her thoughts and on all this sort of thing. So yeah, that'd be great if she'd be game to do that. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Okay. I will okay. ask her. All right. Brilliant. Yeah. All right. Well, I've got ourselves a, a little money song to go out with. I'm not exactly sure what the story is, but it sounded quite fun when we were checking it out on the way in. So, uh, I'm going to, uh, switch over to, um, share my screen and, uh, play us out with a, <laughs> a little song. You're so welcome. My pleasure. And it's all for the good. And, uh, you know, we're here to, to just support and encourage each other. And that's really what it's all, all about. And, you know, um, we'll keep doing it as long as we can. So everybody join us whenever you can. We're always here, same place, same time, uh, every, every week. So yeah, we'll be back again this time next week so uh there we go absolutely so catch you again all next week
And here we go with another. Oh, I got the money in my pocket. But I'm happy, so fuck it. Yo, I feel so fine. I'll be drinking my wine, flying high like a rocket. I got you, you got me. Do you wanna join me? My drink is free. I got you, you got me. And we don't know where else to be. We got no problems to worry about now. We got no others to break us down. We got no problems to worry about now. Oh, I got the money in my pocket, but I'm happy so fuck it. Yo, I feel so fine. I'll be drinking my wine, flying high like a rocket. I got you, you got me. You wanna join me? My drink is free. I got you, you got me. And we don't know where else to be. We got no problems to worry about now. We got no others to break us down. We got no problems to worry about now. Yeah. 